from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler. Cooler. This week, we're handing over control of our finale to you, the listeners. It's true. We're going to be giving advice about dating coworkers. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. We are sharing our Real Housewives taglines. Oh. And we are shagging, marrying, and killing our way through some celebrities. Love the use Mm. of shag. So before we get started, some news on the future of The Cooler. Mm -hmm. Last week, we did mention that we were in negotiations with higher-ups at our company who hold the purse strings about continuing our show after I moved to New York. And a decision has been made, and this will be the last episode of The Cooler. Hmm. Until September! Fuck your mind, make your booty shine. Risky gag, Emmanuel. That was rude, borderline sociopathic. We just lost like half of the listeners. Exactly. You're coming back in September, but I'm not, because how dare you? So it'll be... A little bit different. It's mm-hmm. going to be bi-coastal, mm-hmm. but it's the same old cooler. The heart that you love. is the yep. same. So look forward to that in September. Not sure about the date yet, but <laughs> it's I coming. Mean, dear listener, we're not sure about anything yet, but what we are sure of is our commitment to you. Mm-hmm. We choose you every single day. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get a promise ring. Yeah. Cool. All right, Jonas brother. Yeah. Nah, I put out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to some of these listener hotline questions. I can't. Wait, I've been excited all week to hear Hotline these. Hotline has been blinging all week. I'm excited. It really has. And I just love hearing your voices. <sighs> it makes this real because we sit in this room every week and talk our shit. Mm-hmm. And someone's listening. Yeah. And it's impacting you guys in some kind of way. So let us start with a caller named Kristen. Hey, girl, it's Kristen. I have a bunch of questions. Okay, number one, I would like to know each host Real Housewives tagline. So this is the season of Real Housewives of Oakland. And my tagline <laughs> is picture it. You can see the you see the rolling Oakland Hills behind us. You can see the Oracle Stadium where the, the Kaiser Warriors building. will no longer be playing. The Kaiser <laughs> building. You see the skylines. And then you see me and I say, I don't always go hood, but when I do, it's the fist of ratchet. Ooh. Okay. Real Housewives in Oakland. That is a good one. Call me. good. Damn. Carly? I mean, this is embarrassing. I kind of had to look up what a Real Housewives tagline was (laughs) because I don't watch it. My family actually love it, but I've never seen an episode. Um, So my tagline would be something that I believe very strongly. And so I would turn, swish my sort of hair into the camera and say, you can be many things. But nice should never be one of them. Ooh. Oh. Because I believe it. Be many things. Be warm. Be kind. Support people. But don't be nice. Nice is a killer. You see where nice gets you. And that is nowhere fast. I can't wait for your cover of Drake's Nice for What? Because you have <laughs> things to add. So many things. Emmanuel, how about you? Okay. Mine is, I might be a grown man who owns a Spice Girls doll, but I don't play games. <laughs> I also had some backups. <laughs> of course, of course. So I turn around and then I put my hand out and I say, someone hand me a gavel because I'm here to judge. Ooh. Oh, very nice. And then one that is more protesty. Mm-hmm. What do I want? A job that involves drinking for free on television. When do I want it? A few years ago would have been nice, but now it's fine. Exactly. I'll take it. Yeah. Multi-layered that one. Okay. Kristen has more. Okay. Okay. Secondly, 
Do you like the idea of a friend's reunion? And if you had to replace one character with someone else for the reboot, who would it be? If I had to replace someone, it would probably be Chandler. Ooh. And I would replace Chandler with Aisha Tyler. There was a lone black person. Yes. Give her her due. Give her her due. I really struggled with this question because Ross leaps to mind as the worst. Absolutely. I'd want him out. But then I started thinking like Phoebe grates on me as well. Oh. And so I decided to flip reverse Kristen's question and leave one person in the cast. Oh, only one. And that's Joey, because Joey Tribbiani is genuinely a wonderful character. Yeah. I think Matt LeBlanc is really underrated. So I would leave Joey and I would construct an entirely new sitcom in which he <laughs> moves in with another kind of like sort of dumb bro played by... I already know, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Do you realize that that show basically exists? It was called Joey. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, now you say it, it is rushing into my mind. But yeah. that's fine. We don't need to talk about that. What if there was a show with Joey and then Blossom? Joey. Was it Joey? Whoa. Joey Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Joeys. Okay, okay. Yeah, I could see it. I'll take anything but actual friends. I have to get rid of Ross. Obviously. He's so annoying. Trash. And... I think he should be replaced by someone who has been known to make his mark in an ensemble comedy type of show. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. He's cute. And this show badly needs some melanin in it. So, listening. Donald Glover. Hey. Oh, nice. I think see Donald Glover fitting into the Friends class. Like, I could see him being the neighbor that moved in across the hall and then, yeah. And tells them yeah. they're all racist. Yeah. He tells them they're all racist and then he becomes the focal point of the show and then he gets a spinoff and he leaves them behind. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. And one last question from Kristen. Last question is... Do you think Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga should get together now? And if so, what would be their celebrity couple name? Thank you. The cooler. <laughs> so that's going to be a no for me. No. I don't see them no as a couple. No on the coupling. You don't want to. I don't see them as a couple in real life. I think if I saw them together, I would just think it's inauthentic. It feels mm. a little bit like a publicity play for me. So it would take a lot of convincing. They would have to really win me over. As far as the couple name, I don't know. Oh, hey, Gagadly. All right. Yeah, it doesn't. They, it doesn't even. It's not even a mm. harmonious couple name. No. I just. I don't see it. And plus, it's just messy. People are breaking up. There's just like a lot of drama. Like arena. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm a hundred percent with you, Jamidra. I. I would rather watch my own parents have sex yeah. than Bradley <gasps> Cooper and Lady Gaga. Wow. I'm with you. I'm I just with you. can't see it. But that doesn't mean that I didn't think of a couple of names for them. Please. Number one, Braga. <laughs> Love it. Lady Braga. Okay. Number two, Bradley Gooper. <laughs> Ooh. I have Lady Gooper. Oh, no. I think there's something there. I don't see the chemistry. It feels awkward. In the film, yeah, I can buy it. On stage, when they're like hanging over each other and she's, oh, I just, <laughs> no, cut it off, please. I have to be a contrarian and ah. say that I believe in love, unlike you guys. And I want Gaga to be happy. She has a debilitating disease. Yeah, now we're going to feel terrible because she has fibromyalgia. Yeah, wow. how dare you guys be mean to her and Jeez. try to take to away her lover. This was about Bradley and, <laughs> and the lack of chemistry between the two of them. And Bradley was on Alias back in the day, which gave me a lot of joy. So I feel like he deserves joy back True. by being with Lady Gaga. And I think they should be called bra ra coop la la <laughs> or Bradley and I, oh. er. Okay. <laughs> Very nice and timely. Mm. Yes. So thanks, Kristen, for all of your amazing questions. Yeah, cheers, Kristen. Our next question is from Sharon from Portland. Hey, Sharon. Hey, cooler friends. It's Sharon from Portland. 
So I work for a nonprofit that works at several different schools, and one of the schools, I'm actually outside of it right now, having our summer camp, and there's a teacher at the school who I think is really cute, and I've been noticing her for months and months, and something about her, a switch flipped in me this week when I saw her, and I, my, my question is, should I suss this out or not, or should I kind of leave it alone because it could get messy because I'm here all the time and she works here. Um, and I don't know. I don't know her orientation either. So, should I pursue this prospect? That sounds bad. <laughs> should I pursue this person at all, considering our work situation? Okay, that's it. Uh, look forward to the show next week. Um, so, practicing legal issues about moving, but it's gonna be fine. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Ooh, this is a juicy one. It is. Oh. Also, can we just comment on how smitten she sounds mm-hmm. in the voicemail? My tiny little heart is just melting yeah. right now. Yeah. Having a crush is so fun, but when they're at your work, beware. Ooh. Things can get awkward so quickly. Because say you like hook up a couple times, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Then you're like, I've seen that person naked and now I have to see them pass mm-hmm. by my cube. The thing about the coworker hookup is even if things go absolutely great, it's still going to be awkward. Your mm-hmm. best case scenario is still awkwardness. Your worst case scenario is absolute mess. Just going to throw that mm-hmm. out. I mean, there. so here's the thing. I just like to keep it on the safe side. So I don't like to... Eat raw shit, but I'm not <laughs> that's a thing that people say. But I'm I not think say you that. should say that. You can do what I did in the, my past, which is I was checking for somebody at work, and they were checking for me. And after I left the organization, we were like, "So what's up?" Smooth maneuver. Mm-hmm. You connect on LinkedIn. Yeah. You're like, "Hey boo, yeah. what's up?" We laid we laid the groundwork, and he was like, "So what are you doing after this?" And I was like, "Oh, you yeah, <laughs> endorse me." So on I will say I cannot. I am not an expert, and I cannot speak on sussing out whether or not another person is queer. So, Emmanuel, you are the resident expert, so right. I will look to you. I have advice mm. because that's a big part of this whole thing because we're not sure if this woman is queer or not. Mm-hmm. It's a big detail. So my advice, a little sleuthing never hurt anybody. Mm. Here is my pro tip that I'm giving to you. Okay. Going to someone's Instagram and not only looking at their photos, go look at their tagged photos, which people don't really monitor. You can learn a lot about who they hang out with, what their unfiltered self is like. Genius. Also, what organizations are they following? And also, Mm -hmm. here's what I do. You scroll back to around Pride. Are there Pride photos? There you go. Are they participating? Just because you go to a Pride parade doesn't mean you're queer, but the chances go up. So (laughs) you can gather some information Embrace your inner Harriet the Spy. I would also say, if you decide to pursue this, definitely don't have the conversation at work. Wait till you're like at a happy hour or like some work function offsite and then just have a conversation you can generally suss out even if someone wants to be your friend, let alone something more. Mm -hmm. So like don't don't do your business at the school or at the camp or wherever it is. I really want to know how this turned out. So I kind of want to call Sharon (gasps) and see if she picks up. Let's give it a try. Okay, let's see. I love this up Sharon I won't pick up if I were her either no I don't know so what's this random number this 415 number the chances of you picking up go up or down with the time that goes on you have reached the voicemail box hey Sharon it's Emmanuel and it's Carly and Jamidra and we're recording our finale, and we wanted to call you to find out what's going on with this coworker of yours, because we got your question. I wish you picked up, but this is kind of cute, and it'll probably make the episode anyway, so you'll hear our <laughs> advice. But I also want to talk about Felicity someday, because she used to work on Felicity, so no. that's a whole thing. Yeah. So, love you so much. Thanks for calling our hotline, and... Update us. We do, yes. we, we we need do to want to know how this turned out. Yes, please. All right, bye.
Next up, a familiar voice. One of us gave birth to this person. <laughs> Her name is Nia, and she's Jameter's daughter. And she had a question for us, and she's the cutest. What is your favorite song on Beyonce? I'm Nia. <laughs> I like that she punctuates it at the end with, I'm Nia, by she's the like, way. She's like, I'm Nia, by the way, just in case you didn't know. Yeah, so that is my little one. And she always finds a way to merge Beyonce into whatever it is she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Wise lady. Yeah, and when I told her that she had an opportunity to ask us anything, she wanted to know if you couldn't make out what she was saying. What is your favorite Beyonce song? Well, I have several. Okay. <laughs> end of time, do you know this one? You stole mine. take my hand, I won't let you go. So fun fact, that is also my favorite because that is Nia's favorite. And she knows <gasps> the dance routine to oh that video. Oh my God. She watches it. That is the bop that deserved so much more than we gave it. It did not get it, enough credit. It, it didn't did even not, give a, get a no. music video, mm-hmm. I don't think. To the extent that I have not heard of this song. That is mm-hmm. sacrilege. It's a bop. The song where she just like rambles on and on about all the different zodiac signs and it's very random. Which sign is best for me? Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, It's not necessarily a good song, but it's very campy and it should have been invited to the Met Gala this year. Yeah, wonderful. Because the theme was camp. Hmm. And my last one is, sorry, I am sorry, because I want to live in a world where she actually did dump Jay-Z for all of the nonsense that he put her through. Also, Countdown is a bop. I don't know that one. Okay, so both of mine are from Lemonade. (laughs) Go for it. Hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you like I love you. Back up. They don't love you like I love you. Step down. They don't love I love you Hold like Up love so you. much. So much. Give me a baseball bat and a yellow sundress any so day. good. And All Night. All Night grates on me because it's all like, we be all night. I'm like here with you forever. True, and I true. forgive you. It took a while. But I know it's not the vibe fine. you want from mm-hmm. her, but I think song. it's a beautiful song, especially when you watch it. So. Beyonce's got a catalog, so there's a, there's a song for everyone. Yeah. Moving on, mm. Beyonce has a song called Single Ladies, and this next question is about the word ladies. Oh. Hi, cooler folks. Uh, my name's Crystal from Vallejo, California. Uh, me and my girlfriend are huge, huge, huge fans. We listen to the show every Thursday night on our way to go grocery shopping together for our families. Um, my question is this. Uh, when we go out places like, you know, Michaels or Marshalls or whatever, if there's like the, usually, um, it's usually a cisgender male who is talking to us, like sometimes they'll refer to us as ladies or ma'am, and I'm just really uncomfortable with the, I don't know, like the, I guess the genderization of it, like the thing about like ladies, like it really, it just creeps me out. I just don't like it at all. I find it to be very patronizing and, and kind of coded sexist, but like it's, it's just weird. So my question is like, how do I handle this? I want to keep my grace and I hate being in conflict every time something like this happens. But frankly, I feel like nothing was going to change if nothing changes. If I don't say anything. So I kind of just wanted to get your viewpoint on it. Okay, so that's it. Thanks so much. Really excited about this. Bye. First of all, I love her attitude that nothing changes unless nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's really smart. Like if something's happening that you are uncomfortable with, 
that is probably not going to change mm-hmm. unless you make the change. That said, it's really tricky because now she has to do something and say something and have a confrontation, probably on a very small scale, but mm-hmm. nobody likes that. Actually, yeah. no, some people do like that. <laughs> confrontation, like me at Whole Foods. So I had a moment. So I totally feel you. The ladies thing hasn't necessarily bothered me, but the ma'am thing really gets under my skin for some reason. And I think that's because I associate that with a level of like they're categorizing me as if I'm my mom. Mm, it's or, like an age thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like an tier. age thing. Yeah. But then I, I, this is a tricky one because I feel like what I would say in the ordinary situation is the way the way to get around sort of like these generic terms that are associated with gender is to have people refer to you by your name and it's mm. difficult when you're talking to strangers so I would say if it's like a grocery store that you go to regularly chances are you're going to recognize the people who are checking you out and when they start with that hey ma'am thing you'd be like hey well I'm I'm Julia and this is Crystal or whatever and you just introduce yourself so then you make it more about you give them an opportunity to refer to you as a person and by your name versus these generic terms. But I think most people, they default on gendered terms because they don't really either know a person's name or it's a generic way to sort of like communicate with them. And I'm guilty of that. When I bartended, everybody was honey, mm-hmm. sweetie, baby, because they come in there every single week. I know the faces, but I don't necessarily know the names. Someone called a podcast about you. Mm-hmm. They called and they were like, <laughs> you know, with this woman one time, <laughs> this bartender. At a bar. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person that I always typically handle confrontation with humor. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, honey, I ain't been a lady for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to do Where's it. Where's the lady? I don't see no lady. You can go screwball on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird one. Also, I took the liberty of looking up what lady actually means because I thought I'm not one of those people that uh, frowns upon the use of that. I don't mind it, but that doesn't mean I don't support people who don't want to be called mm-hmm. lady. So I looked this up. It comes from the old English, I can't pronounce Ooh. that. And it basically means like bread maker. Oh, bread, like, oh we're neater. not doing that. Right? So I was like, interesting. I wonder what Lord means. Oh, God. Apart from the delightful Kiwi singer hmm. who's maturing with every oh, album. Oh, yeah. It means bread keeper. <gasps> so the Lord owns the bread. The lady makes it. Mm. That shit oh. ain't right. Now I'm mad all over again. <laughs> Too much yeast? Take it off the table. You tell them your name and say you don't want to be referred to as lady anymore. Hmm. Emmanuel, would you concur? I know you, d- you don't have a, a, a lady horse in this race. Somebody referred to you as lady, Emmanuel. <laughs> Well, actually. (laughs) Lady Emmanuel. Hey, lady. People have called me ma'am on the phone before because, you know, my (laughs) mellifluous voice sometimes sounds a little gender fluid, which, you know, I am. So, boom. Hmm. My thoughts around this is that, like, a lot of these people probably think they're being polite. And that makes it even harder because if you do make it a teachable moment, they are going to be on their guard. Like, wait, I was just being polite. Basically, if it's a cashier at a grocery store, there isn't room for that nuanced conversation that you can have. If, say, this was your coworker or an acquaintance or a friend, you can have that conversation about like, hey, this this word has a long history of being about bread keeping or whatever. (laughs) And it makes me feel this way. So call me by my name or Mm -hmm. call me by some other thing. And I also think that just like generally gender neutral salutations Mm -hmm. is good, like. Hey, friends. Hey, folks. That's why I say hey, y'all a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I just say y'all because I've tried to stop saying hey, guys, because right. that's Actually. gendered. And, like, if it's mixed company or just I'm usually just with a bunch of women because <laughs> they're you're the a best. Small, yeah. small guy. So I think it's weird to look at a bunch of women and say, hey, guys. I don't know. So there's no easy answer. You could make an enamel pin that says, I'm not your fair lady. Oh. Oh. And then you could just point to it like, boop. 
with a teeny tiny and then smile vehicle. and yeah. then smile and then use the humor like Jameter said. Mm-hmm. So thanks for your question and thanks for listening every week with your partner and we love you guys. Yes, keep teaching people. Our next caller's name is Colleen. Hi guys, this is Colleen. I now live in Santa Barbara. I just want to say how much I love you guys. I'm 67 years old and you guys help me keep up with what is really going on. Thanks for your show. Have a great summer. Love and luck. See you in the new school year. Bye. Oh, my God. Colleen, can, you, can she be my new best friend? We need right? to road trip down to Santa Barbara and spend a few days with her for the summer. What's your house look like, girl? You're on the beach. <laughs> yeah, Santa Barbara, number one, love to see you in the new school year. I will yes. be just appropriating that and using it as my own. Yes. Number two, I'm going to always say my age like she does, mm-hmm. like the lady from Titanic. Yeah. Yes. No matter what that age 84 is. 84 years. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. We love Colleen. We also love Rose, who is on the opposite side of the age spectrum. Oh, I thought you were going to say the one that didn't let uh, Leonardo do uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. she's another Rose. Okay. That was room. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm 14 years old. I live in Connecticut. And I don't have much to say, except I really love the cooler. And I look forward to every Thursday that I get to hear all of you. So thank you. Love you. Bye. Oh. That one almost made me cry. Okay. Yeah, that's lovely. She is 14 and she's listening to us talk about nonsense every week. <laughs> well, now you got me going through my mental Rolodex thinking about all the times I cursed and the topics I talked about. How dare she's you? She's 14. She can cope. <laughs> she can handle it, but okay. also you're corrupting the youth of America. Uh, yeah. So thanks for calling in, Colleen and Rose. Yeah. We loved that. Our next caller comes from Oakland, California. Hey. Hi, Emmanuel, Demidra, and Carly. My name is Walfrey. I am. Uh, I live in Oakland. I love the podcast. I've been listening to you guys for years, and it always makes my day when uh, the show just comes on. I just want to say that I uh, will miss you, Emmanuel, in San Francisco. Best of luck in New York City. I wish I had a chance to uh, run into run into you at some of the uh, San Francisco bars before you left. Uh, but my question for you guys is, I'm just curious to learn about your creative process and how do you guys come up with the topics and ideas to put up on the show? Uh, I love all the episodes uh, and there's so many things to talk about in pop culture. And so I'm just curious what your uh, your process looks like um, and um, hope to maybe meet you guys in person one day. Have a great rest of your week. Bye bye. And happy summer. Oh, you're in Oakland, so I know Emmanuel's gone, but you and I can always grab a drink. Yeah, yes. there you go. Also, I feel like I'm in in the actor's studio <laughs> being asked about my process. What is your favorite curse word? So, so exciting. <laughs> my process is I am a voracious reader of the internet. Mm. Yeah. Top to bottom, every week. Side to side. I am all over Twitter, all over all the blogs, and I flag things throughout the week. And then mm. when it's right before we record, I go through and try to find what's making me most emotional, whether that's a joyful emotion Mm. or if it's like a we need to expose this toxic thing in our society and like hold the space to unpack it. So Mm -hmm. I always try to like balance it out. Like if I bring a topic that is really heavy the next week, I want to bring something that's more like let's listen to a bunch of songs of the summer and grade them. So for me, that's what I'm thinking about. What about you guys? Well, for me, I don't have as much time to be a voracious reader because I got three people all in my face. Mm-hmm. So what and I you got do, kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what I do is like when it's time to record, I have like a million articles and I'm just like, what do I not only care about, but what other people care about? Because right. I have a lot of things I could talk about, 
But if it's not interesting to anyone else, specifically you guys, because I usually run it by you. I'm like, what do you think about Mm -hmm. this? And if it's not something that we can have a conversation about, then I'm usually like, that's something I'll just complain to myself about on the Bart Wright home. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's for your Twitter. Yeah. I love that that is a part of the group process because after we have kind of selected our own topics or things we'd love to discuss or things we believe we have strong opinions on, we kind of pitch each other. We're like, I would love to talk about this. How about you? And there have been times when one or two of us will say, actually, I don't know about that or I don't think I'd have anything to bring or let's save that for another week. So Mm -hmm. we are kind of brutally honest with each other about what we think is going to make the best show. I'm going to be honest with you, though. There have been times we've come in this studio and we didn't know what we were going to talk about. And those tend to be some of the best episodes. Uh, Oat milk. Oat milk. (laughs) (laughs) Which I wasn't even here for. But you know what genuinely helps, though, is that we are friends in real life. And so it's fun to talk to each other. I don't think we could have this show and it would be the same if we didn't have like genuine chemistry. Like if we come in and I feel like it's a safe space for me to talk about what I'm feeling (laughs) and what I find interesting in pop culture. And I think that comes through. That's what makes that's what makes it fun. And literally, the cooler continues on when we go to the bar after we record. Oh, it's going to continue it, on at night. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually like six or seven hours long, and yeah. you guys get the first hour where we're at work. So. And the funny thing yeah. is that whenever we are out with other people, we can't help but gravitate towards each other as like a threesome, and we will continue to talk. And someone always says, you should be taping this right now. We haven't even mentioned the group text thread. Oh, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. It is wild. People also say when they're around us, they're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in the cooler right now. Like, because they're part of the conversation, they can talk back to us and we <laughs> yeah. actually can hear them. Exactly. So but this is cute. how we talk. That's the thing. Like, we're not coming in and putting on an act. Yeah. Like, we yeah. are wearing headphones and talking into a mic, but pretty much this is how we sound at the bar. Yeah. yeah. Minus the ambient noise. And public <laughs> media lets us do it. Imagine. <laughs> Let's hear our next question. Hi, the cooler. I'm really going to miss you guys when you're on hiatus. And I just want to know your thoughts on MTV's The Hills coming back. What does it mean without LC? Not sure. Love to hear your thoughts. Love you guys. Have a great summer. Bye. Okay, wait. So The Hills is coming back, but LC is not there? Nope. Then it's, then it's the mountain. It's not The Hills. <laughs> like, I, without her. climate. Yeah, like without her and Brody and. Brody's there. Brody's there. Okay, well. Pretty much everyone except for Elsie because she has better things to do. Okay, well, this is basically the Heidi and Spencer show with, well, now I'm trying to think. So what, there was Audrey, there was Whitney. Her name's Audrina. Okay, well, (laughs) the shade. I don't, you know. Well, she she deserves. Audrina, Whitney, is that all of them? There's others, but they're not important. Okay. I'm just hearing a lot of white names. Mm, Pretty much. Well, remember that clip while they were promoting this new version, Mm -hmm. they called Heidi out on the lack of diversity. And she said, well, Audrina has brown hair. And Misha Barton has darker blonde hair. Wait, Misha Barton's in it? She's in it. What? Wait a minute. Why is Misha Barton in it? Because she needs a check. I was going to say, wait. mm. Mm, She's tired. Okay. So, No. (laughs) <laughs> it's a no for me don't plan on watching it uh, I, no I will now mm. uh, For the just for Misha I will watch it I don't plan on watching honest. it and the only thing that I'm interested in is sort of like maybe possibly a limited series in which they talk about the way the hills impacted their lives no they're, they're just carrying on and pretending to manufacture drama but now they're like 35 it's not it's as exciting like a, mm. to me this is like ordering a cocktail and then you get it and you realize there's no booze in it oh. without LC there is no hills I just, is this version because I, I thought I asked for a yeah yeah. I don't want a mocktail mm. I'd rather rewatch season one and two classics. of Laguna Beach that's just the classics but season three does not count because that's not canon but I would rather go back and watch LC in high school because this is trash I don't know these people <laughs> 
Let's hear our next question. Hello, hello, hello. I am. My name is Moe Dominguez. I am a new Cooler fan. I've been listening to you guys while working. I'm a dog walker in San Diego, California, and you guys have been keeping me company and talking about all the best things. And so I was wondering what your guys' take on this new term that I learned about um, this week in class, offensophobia, which is the fear of offending someone. So I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were on PC culture, I guess, so to say, quote unquote, this is what um, his words, not mine. He was saying that we cannot be PC in high educational settings when talking about hate speech and stuff like that. So like using the N-word, using like any kind of slurs that we have to say the words in order to educate or talk about them in class. And so if people were to take offense on a professor using like saying these words in class and someone gets offended by them, that it is not, it is arbitrary because we are teaching these words in order to dismantle them. So, um, yeah, I was just wondering what your guys' thoughts were. And uh, love you guys. And I will be listening to you on my walks. Thanks. Bye. So this is a tough one. My point of view is that, yes, there should be dismantling of these words, but that work belongs to the communities that are affected most by those words. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, something about a white professor dropping the N-word a bunch doesn't feel right to me because, like, what is being gained from that professor using that word over and over instead of just saying the N-word? Like, we all know Mm -hmm. what it is, Mm -hmm. and that person doesn't know the sting of it. So right. I, th- I think it should be taken out of that person's mouth. It doesn't feel productive to me as much as it feels productive if if it's a HBCU and a black professor is talking to other people who have been affected by that uh-huh. term or whether it's an LGBT class or whatever it is around the slur. So it doesn't cost anyone anything to be respectful. And so also this whole like PC culture and this idea that we're all getting too uptight about language, Ugh. I feel like that's a way to prop up systems of oppression. And I think we need to stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, my I guess my response would be, if they are talking about offensive language, and it's in an academic setting, there is most likely text to go along with that conversation mm-hmm. and that discussion, meaning that like, you probably are reading literature from Ta-Nehisi Coates, or, mm-hmm. you know, other leaders, or thought leaders around that specific subject. So the word is probably used there. Um, I don't really know sort of like what the purpose would be to continuously use the word. And I feel like you can you can arrive at the same conclusions and you can have a genuine discussion about offensive language without necessarily using the word over and over again. And I think possibly the use of the word over and over again, if anything, may do more to distract in a learning environment than actually teach. Because I think that you're going to have people who would be offended or who would feel uncomfortable. Whereas if you just talk about the word and you dissect it in an academic way, we can all sort of like concentrate on that and not concentrate on whether or not this professor is in the right or in the wrong. Mm. Yeah. Just to speak on behalf of all white people for a second. Let me pull up the soapbox right now. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that is a type of person I'm going to say a type of older white male person that loves to use these words Mm. in the guise of dismantling, in the guise of discussion. 
I, I think a lot of Quentin Tarantino oh, and uh, there is uh, you know an Italian American guy that <laughs> loves to write scripts that are peppered with the N word and I think there is that kind of like taboo saying the unsayable what I'm just saying it um, and you just don't do it I have the hard and fast rule that like white people don't get to use the N word that's it like that there is no nuance around that to me personally yeah. I think a lot about Viggo Mortensen as well during that promotional tour for Green Book. Someone take the wheel. That was <laughs> remember a mess. That, that movie. Um, well, yes, he was in the middle of the interview and he used the N-word ostensibly to comment upon the use of the N-word in the 1960s and then would not concede that maybe he didn't have to spell the word out and just, you know, feigned this kind of outrage and shock. And this is what I mean. There's a the type of person that really likes using it in the settings that they think they can get away with it. Be wary of those people. That's what I say. And that's what I mean about the distraction. He could have had that same conversation without saying it. And exactly. now we're all talking about the fact that he was an idiot for saying it versus listening to him dissect how the word was used in the 1950s. And making it about him. Yeah. That's the thing. He's not talking about the people who it was hurled at as they were like punched and their houses were set on fire. No, once again, it's about that type of person. It's about a guy like Mm -hmm. him. I just think it's And that goes for any offensive word or slur. If you are not a part of that community, you just shouldn't use the word. Like that's just period. Boom. Next up, a question from Orange County. Where Elsie's from. Hi, Cooler. Um, this is Donica from Orange County, Southern California. Longtime listener, been listening since like episode one. I am a grad student getting an MFA in creative writing, and I have a really hard time sitting down and just getting to work on my writing because I get very anxious every time I sit down. Um, to get my work done, just thinking, you know, all those anxious thoughts of this is going to be terrible, this is never going to be good, um, I can't do this, you know, all of that garbage that is not true, obviously, um, but it's really hard to believe that when you're sitting down to do something creative. So I was wondering if any of you have ever been in that situation and how you got through it. Thanks so much. I love the show and I'm very excited to see where it goes. Congrats, Emmanuel, on your move. Bye. I got a simple statement. Okay. <laughs> right drunk, edit sober. Ooh, boom. So good. Wow. My own one I would offer is don't let perfection be the enemy of done. Is that the phrase? Ish. Basically, don't get all hung up about making it so perfect that you don't actually start it at all. Like the blank page is such an enemy. Just start scribbling over it. It'll be fine. As someone who is a creative writing major, um, (laughs) who had to deal with like a lot of these workshops and stuff, you figure out that not everyone is your audience. So your art will find its audience no matter what. And also a really liberating thought for me is that Everyone out there is pretty much faking it. No matter if you're a CEO or the president or whoever, they probably, well, maybe not the president, but (laughs) they probably think that they're doing a bad job and they Mm. have, uh, they struggle with imposter syndrome and they beat themselves up in their head. Once you realize that everyone is dealing with the same anxiety, whether it's around writing or painting or, I don't know, HR work or whatever you're doing, it's freeing because we all have issues. (laughs) so we're all a mess Um, (laughs) so next time you feel that way just check out the feeling say hey girl I see you I'll prove you wrong talk to you later Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get to work type 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 yeah so good luck with your writing so we are running out of time Mm. 
If you called our hotline and we didn't get to your question, keep calling and we'll put you in a future episode probably. Seriously, because we do listen to every single message. We're not just bullshitting you. So these were some questions submitted via text, either on Twitter or Facebook. Oh, nice. So let's just rapid fire, just go through these with our limited amount of time. so ready. Let's see. Let me pump myself up. All right. Quick, quick, quick. Shake your shoulders out, guys. If you could join any girl group or boy band, which one would it be? TLC. Boom. Mixed S Club 7. You know, I, I thought of them, but do you really want to split 60 pence seven rapid ways? Rapid fire, rapid sure. fire. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, they just seemed uh, like they had a little bit too much fun, and I liked that. They did. Yeah. Spice and, Girls. You know, I almost said Spice Girls, <laughs> of course, yeah. but, but it's d- not going to be my answer. I didn't say Spice Girls because I thought you were going to say Spice Girls. Sorry. I want to be part of Destiny Child because look at Michelle Williams. She's doing the most with the least. Mm -hmm. And she's always in the inner circle because of her association. She can be Solange's best friend. And she didn't even need that much talent. And she rode those coattails to the bank. Respect, not for her solo albums, but respect for her Mm. hustle. Boom. Yep. And honestly, nothing wrong with hitching your wagon to a far more talented friend. Especially if it's Beyonce. If it's Beyonce, what are you going to do with that? Which childhood toy are you most nostalgic for? Mall Madness. Oh, that's a good one. My talk boy from Home Alone oh. 2, merchandise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mine was Teddy Ruxpin. Do you know him? I, yeah, I love Teddy. You pop the tape in his back mm. and he reads you bedtime stories. Your illiterate toys could never. Could mm. never. Don't even try it, Simon. Thanks, speaking right. spell. I miss the smell of Play-Doh as well. I also miss the taste a little bit. Was I wrong to find Teddy Ruxpin kind of hot? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, furry. <laughs> you like him thick. I do. <laughs> I like units. Would you hang out slash get high with me? No, no, friends. I don't know you. Oh, I'll say absolutely drop a pin. I'll meet you wherever. Mm, I got to trust you. (laughs) All right. Let's get into some Shag Kill Mary. Cool. We mentioned them before. The Spice Girls. The rules are you get to shag two, kill two, and marry one. Go. Okay. Uh, So Baby Spice is dead. (laughs) Uh, Ginger Spice is dead. Uh, So kill. So then... I think Posh and Melby, yes. Which one? Shagging. Oh. And then mm. who's left? I killed Baby and Ginger. Sporty. Okay, so Sporty and I would get would be married, and she could teach me all about whatever athletes talk about. Yeah, stretching, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I would shag Melby and Jerry because I read that those they already stories. Did that. So I would just oh. combo them. Um, <laughs> and then I would kill baby spice because those platform shoes she wears are that she's going to die anyway yeah. yep. she's going to fall off them and break her ankle Actually, indeed she did in the late 90s and then I would marry Mel C Melanie Chisholm because mm-hmm. I think she'd just be a really cool gal okay I'm switching my answer I want to marry Victoria <laughs> Beckham because I want access to the closet wait there I forgot go. about Victoria Beckham yeah. what am I doing with her I thought you killed her that's posh I'm, okay I'll kill her and baby <laughs> they can have each other yeah they just seem like a drag Carly and I have the identical ones because Sweet. baby has to die because that whole infantilized, like, sexy thing. It like, was weird. I'm just a baby and I have a lollipop. Like, that's yeah. creepy. Posh doesn't want to be a part of the Spice Girls narrative, so dead. And like you said, Jerry and Mel B already had sex. And so I can just join their vibe. And Mel C is the best Spice Girl because sure without her vocals, there is no Spice Girls. So I marry her. She's my favorite. Just bought a T-shirt from the U.K., if you watch my Instagram story, you saw it. I saw it. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Love her. Married. Last, Shag Kill Mary, mm-hmm. Princess Jasmine, Ariel from Little Mermaid, or the Frozen Sisters. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, the Frozen Sisters got to go because I can't hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm killing them. 
And then the other two are Jasmine or Ariel. Yes. Okay, so Jasmine, because Jasmine and I are getting married because she's like a strong leader and yes. she's trying to run this. And then I guess me and Ariel could, that's a shag, I guess. I guess. Mm. She's got a tail. I mean, she's, a, she's got a tail. But what are you mean, gonna, How are you going to logistically do that? Uh, clearly, she's all about the love and she's she, she's she's down for the one night stand. She'll give up a lot. Just give her a thing. <laughs> but, give her like a, a fork or something. She'll be like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and then Jasmine and I can plot world domination. Yes. So. I think I don't know how I would achieve this this act of physical congress with Ariel. Well, at the end of the movie, she does have legs. Mm-hmm. True, but you didn't tell me that. I no. mean, you should know You've that. You've never seen the movie? <laughs> well, yeah, I have, but I didn't know I could take leg to Ariel. Uh, well, just here's the thing. It'll be interesting. <laughs> if there's nothing else, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so I'd have to marry her because then I'd have the rest of our lives to figure that out. Um, and then like Shag Jasmine, lifelong dream, quite frankly. And then uh, kill the Frozen sisters because I've never seen Frozen. So <gasps> they, Mia would be so disappointed. I, I, how can I mourn what I never had? Let it go. I, <laughs> I would also kill the Frozen sisters. I like the movie, but I don't know them like that. No. And I hate cold weather. <laughs> Jasmine is... That bitch. Yes, she, is. Yes. <laughs> she has been a feminist from before I even knew what a feminist yes, was. Mm-hmm. And if I'm married to Jasmine, that means I get some time with Aladdin. Thruple goal. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Let's do this. That little vest. Boom. Yeah. We, you, we have a whole episode about that vest. And also, similarly, if I shag Ariel, that means she'll invite me over to her shell or whatever mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. lives in. And that means I can meet her dilf of a dad, Triton. Oh, and you also meet that God. racist like uh, crab or whatever he was. Sebastian. Sebastian. <laughs> He's Jamaican. The racist crab. <laughs> And maybe Triton will show me his sea cucumber. If you oh, know what I mean. Triton is such a zaddy. Now you uh, come to Oof. mention it. Thick. Two C's. <laughs> it's the pig and the pig. Hey, the pig and the pig. Hey. All right, now the point in our show where we talk about peaks and pits. Oh. My peak of the week is everyone who submitted a question mm-hmm. because how lovely to hear your voices yes, and yes. be in Congress with you. And I'm beclumped. So sweet. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss you over the summer, but we'll be back, like we said, in September. Can't wait to keep keeping you guys company when you do various things. And another quick peak of the week to Jeannie in a Bottle, which mm. celebrated 20 years because still that girl. Still yes. that girl. And Camille Cabello tried it by sampling the uh, uh, in one of her recent songs. You don't have the range, but I appreciate the gesture. And I say you don't have the range because she loves the N-word. She does. And I cannot forget that. Therefore, we don't know her. Sorry. And there's no pit of the week because this has just been a lovely episode. Why dampen it with stuff that's going on out there? We don't need to bother with that. Our song of the week selection comes from a caller to the hotline who sounds like they use one of those like voice filters that they used on in screen <laughs> like a ransom thing it's scary and they're actually like why didn't you include this song in your bops of the summer episode Ooh. so they are like a little like mad at they're us. not threatening to kill us no they? that's implied okay cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but let's hear what she has to say hey so i just wanted to say that i am bummed that you guys did not include ari lennox in the summer box bmo is my jam but i feel like they're all hit. Okay, bye. Okay, creepy person. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll see your creepy voicemail, and I will raise you that, yes, we should have mentioned Ari Lennox in the Song of the Summer episode. Please don't kill us. Yeah. I'm on board with this movement. 
Yes. So Ari Lennox, EMO, is the song. There is a summer vibe to it. Mm -hmm. So it felt perfect to ride out for the summer with Ari Lennox, which we should have included. Ghostface, we're really sorry. Mm-hmm. Once again, please don't kill us. <laughs> yes. So thanks for listening for another year. This is the end of our fourth. People graduate college and high school at the end of the four oh years, but we're gosh. continuing because we are obsessed with you guys yeah. <laughs> and obsessed with each other. <laughs> we really are. This episode was edited by me, Emmanuel Hapsis. All original music is by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. And a big thank you to David Marcus. If you miss us so much in the interim, you can find us on social media. I'm at Teacup in the Bay. You can find me at Jamitra Says. And I'm at Excuse My Beauty. All summer long, peep our hot bikini pics. Mm-hmm. I'll be wearing a bikini too. Why not? We'll catch you on the internet until September. We love you. Bye. 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 Baby, you got what I need.